Hi, everyone. We're conducting an audience survey, and we'd be really grateful if you could take just a few minutes and answer a few questions. Please visit survey.prx.org happiness to take the survey today. That's survey.prx.org happiness. Thank you. The Science of Happiness is brought to you by Progressive, one of the country's leading providers of auto insurance. With Progressive's Name Your Price tool, you say what kind of coverage you're looking for and how much you want to pay, and Progressive will help you find options that fit within your budget. Use the Name Your Price tool and start an online quote today at Progressive.com. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tingling sensations going down your neck and to your back or up to the crown of your head. Feelings of warmth, acceptance, ease. You may even have memories of something from the past, a sense of connectedness. Autonomous sensory meridian response, better known as ASMR, is a soothing sensation that's triggered by visual, audio, and physical stimuli. And in the last few years, interest in ASMR has exploded. There are millions of online videos offering ASMR experiences, and scientists are getting into the game and trying to figure out what it is and what its therapeutic benefits are. Our guest today, Melinda Lau, is an ASMR immersive theater performance artist in New York City. Today, Melinda's going to help us understand a bit more about what ASMR is, and then we'll look into a small but growing body of science behind it. Melinda, thanks for joining us on The Science of Happiness. Hi, Decker. It's my pleasure to be on here. Thanks for having me. How were you first introduced to ASMR, Melinda? This is going to sound very strange, but my first memory of it was actually from watching the Teletubbies on TV. Uh, <laughs> there, there was this one scene where they zoomed out into the real world, and it was they were showing this little kid drawing on paper, and the sounds of it was so nice. And I didn't even know what was happening then, but I just know that I kept wanting to rewatch the episode. How old were you when you had this experience? Definitely under 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what it is and how this watching the Teletubby scene gave this to you. <laughs> so ASMR is very broadly defined as a series of soothing sensations that can be triggered by a whole range of tactile, audio, and visual stimuli. And it is so broad because actually the feeling of ASMR is very subjective. In the community, we call it tingles. Some people experience that as shivers down their spine or static light tingling throughout their body. For me, I feel it as like warm fuzziness in my head. Yeah. Some people describe it as like ocean waves. It's just this soothing sensation that puts people to sleep. It's the opposite of that feeling when you hear like nails scratching the wall. Ooh. 
<laughs> That's a really bad thought to put in people's minds right now. But that feeling you get is like gut-wrenching impulse reaction. And ASMR is like that. Like it's a reaction that you can't control, but it's super, super pleasurable. How would you describe the subjective quality of the experience? I think everyone agrees that it is very relaxing. That's the first word that comes to mind. And then a lot of people use it to help them with anxiety or pain and sleeping problems. It's something that people normally do by themselves in a private space. So you have this early experience with Teletubbies, and then where does it go from there? Like, how do you start to have other forms of these experiences? So from there, then throughout my teenage life, there were specific moments where I would feel it in real life. Sometimes I get it in art class. And then I only really started getting into it when I had my first mobile phone and computer and could go online and look for videos. So I used to watch a lot of instructional massage videos because I really like the sound of skin, like just, you know, hands rubbing together. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who gets ASMR by watching chiropractory videos where just watching body adjustments gives him the chills. Yeah, yeah. So can you kind of give us a sense of a couple different sounds that really strike you as strong ASMR elicitors? Yeah. One of the most popular ASMR sounds is probably crinkling bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some crinkling. I also have this cardboard box, and it just has a really nice texture. So in a lot of ASMR videos, they do lots of tapping sounds. It kind of sounds like the rain. And inside this box, I actually have some pearls. Wow. There are now over 13 million ASMR videos on YouTube alone, and I bet it's going to grow. Melinda, why do you think there's such a big interest in this online and right now? I feel like, especially for the younger generation, they are so used to doing everything online. They find love online, they get their groceries and shopping online. So why wouldn't they also find relaxation online? So you started Whisper Lodge in 2017, which takes ASMR out of the online world and into a live theater setting. What should someone who goes to one of your events expect? So Whisper Lodge is like a 90-minute immersive performance, and you get blindfolded on the street and brought inside very carefully by one of our guides, and then you go through a series of ASMR treatments, as we call them. You will enter a space where only whispering is allowed, and each of our guides specializes in one specific. They're essentially playing out all the ASMR role plays that you see online. And then at the end, we blindfold you again and we bring you out into the world. I wanted to make ASMR a real life thing because I am such a fan of immersive theater and I've been to so many shows where they have these really intimate one-on-one -on -one scenes and I just feel so incredibly like 
seen and taken care of by that person, it just feels like super special to have a moment like that. And then hmm. I was able to kind of draw a connection there between what I enjoyed in immersive theatre shows and what I enjoy in ASMR. And that's the intimacy. That's being present with someone, receiving attention from someone. You know, a lot of the work in this area is starting to show with brief exposures to ASMR videos, people feel calmer, their heart rate's slower, they still feel kind of aroused, their skin mm-hmm. is a little sweaty, they actually feel less negative emotion. What do you see in your clients or your participants? The main feedback that we get is that when we release them into the world, their awareness is just like kicked up to another level because uh-huh. the whole 90 minutes we are completely whispering, there's no talking and all the sounds we make are like what I just did, like crinkling paper, they're super soft. And after 90 minutes, your hearing levels just automatically adjust, regardless of whether you like our characters, you like our story. It's a bodily response that you can't control. And so when you leave, there's just this like, especially in New York, you go out and the car sounds so much louder. The people, like everything just feels a bit overwhelming. So Melinda, I mean, come on, isn't this sounds really weird when you try to explain it to somebody. Yeah. How do you make sense of it? To people who don't have ASMR, when you look it up online and you look at the videos, it is so easy to just associate it with like something sexual because all the videos are role-playing very intimate scenarios and they're usually female performers. And that's something that is, it's unfortunate that a lot of people like misunderstand the intention of ASMR. I agree. But there is a small subset of the community that do think that ASMR is arousing and that whole genre is actually called ASMR erotica. Yeah. And while I personally don't feel like we should shame anyone for what turns them on, I also feel like until ASMR is legitimized as like a relaxing tool, focusing on like the sexual parts of it is not really helping. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people focus on sexual parts of everything, so you it's obviously going to manifest here. Yeah. You know, one of the things people are really interested in the science of happiness, all of these different practices that we talk about, right, mindfulness, gratitude, getting outdoors, experiencing awe, laughing, touch, you know, social connection. And there's work showing that out of the University of Sheffield that having practices with ASMR kind of calms your cardiovascular system to the same extent as mindfulness meditation, right? What do you make of that kind of finding? I think that that's amazing because then it's validating ASMR. ASMR is often misunderstood. And when we do our performances, actually, I often also describe it as meditation without knowing that you're doing meditation. I think that's one of the benefits of ASMR is that for people who are not buying into the whole wellness thing, this is like a quick and easy way you can do it at home for free. So, you know, one of the things we really take very seriously at the Greater Good Science Center and on the show is kind of the practical, actionable insights you can get from scientific studies of phenomena like ASMR. You've been thinking about that when you developed this 90-minute experience at Whisper Lodge. So... When you contextualize it in terms of, wow, ASMR done in the right way gives you these feelings of calm and peace or positive emotion, 
What are some sort of actionable lessons you pass on to your friends about, here's what you can do with ASMR. Here's how you can look for it or bring it into your life. So through our whole practice of converting ASMR into this physical thing rather than online thing, we've realized that it's actually all about paying attention. Before ASMR was called ASMR, there were actually lots of other names that people used to refer to this online. One of them was attention-induced euphoria. So from the very beginning, there was actually this understanding that ASMR is about paying attention to small sounds, small textures. And that's something that everyone can do in their everyday life, just noticing what color is your shoelace and what's it made out of, or the sound of brushing your teeth when you're brushing your teeth. If you were to have this in a doctor's office and hand out a prescription for ASMR, what else would it recommend? I would recommend actually checking out one of the videos online that's like 100 ASMR triggers or something. It's like a trigger finder video (laughs) where they'll just cycle through a whole range of different sounds. And then that's a good way to find what sounds work for you. And then from there, then you can start looking for more and more customized content for yourself. Once you turn on your awareness for it and you're looking for it, then you'll find it. Yeah. Do you think this is going to turn into a kind of therapy in our culture? I don't know whether it'll become like a thing that stands on its own because like other wellness practices like yoga or meditation, there's so much science behind it and there's like a lot of mainstream acceptance and ASMR is just not there yet. It might be, I hope it becomes, but I also can see that in the short term, a lot of wellness practitioners will probably try to incorporate it into their own practices and so it will become like a like an add-on thing. That's what I see. And where do you think ASMR will be in 10 years, 15 years? You know, I've predicted that ASMR will just kind of die off after a while. Like, it will just become this niche thing. But the world seems to be defying my expectations. People just keep wanting more and more. So, (laughs) I don't know. I hope the science will catch up and then we'll realize that this actually has medical benefits and we can actually call it therapy. That's something I can't do yet. So, yeah, I I think it's very hopeful. (laughs) Well, Melinda, thank you so much for being on our show, for being a radical artist who's taking this really interesting physical sensation and turning it into artistic performance at Whisper Lodge. And thanks for your interesting insights into this really striking human experience. Well, thank you so much for having me. What happens when a scientist experiences ASMR? Well, in one case, she decides to take it into the lab. I really just wanted to kind of do the series of studies to try and convince people if this is a real thing, that people who say that they have ASMR are not just making it up. More about the emerging science behind the benefits of ASMR, up next. Hiring the right team for your business can be a long and arduous process. With Indeed, there are no long-term contracts, you can pause your account at any time, and you only pay for what you need. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates with Indeed Instant Match. Indeed searches through the millions of resumes in their database to help show you great candidates instantly. Want your quality shortlist fast? You need Indeed. Right now, our listeners get a free $75 credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com happiness. This is Indeed's best offer available anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com 
slash happiness. Indeed.com slash happiness. Offer valid through March 31st. Terms and conditions apply. We know from science that giving to others, especially those in need, can make us happier as a community. Unbound is an international nonprofit that partners with families living in extreme poverty, empowering them to become self-sufficient and fulfill their desired potential. When you sponsor a child, young adult, or elder through Unbound, you invest in personalized benefits that support goals chosen by the sponsored individual and their family. Unbound sends more than $100 million each year to support families in under-resourced countries. You can make a real and direct impact, offering hope in the life of someone when they need it most. Partner with a new friend today at unbound.org slash happiness. When I was a kid, I used to get this kind of tingling, pleasant sensation at various points. And I would ask my sister if she got the same thing, and she didn't. So then I just assumed that I was completely weird and that it was just me, so I didn't speak about it again. She didn't speak about it again until 2013. That's when Julia Puerio, who's a research lecturer at the University of Sheffield, began studying the effects of ASMR on the mind and body. Her first study was a large online survey. We categorized people into two kind of categories, people who said that they experienced ASMR in their daily lives and people who didn't. Her team had everyone in the study watch a series of ASMR videos, like this one. Washcloths, hand towels, and big bath towels too. I'm also gonna show and then some videos which looked like they might be ASMR videos but weren't. So they contained many of the things that people might associate with ASMR, like instructional content, but they weren't intended to trigger ASMR. Now from here, I'm going to take my trusty bench scraper and scrape the flour uh, into the center of this egg paste. And we asked people to self-report on their feelings after watching these videos. Those who reported experiencing ASMR regularly had frequent tingling, increased levels of both excitement and calmness, and decreased levels of stress and sadness. So that was really a kind of a first step in saying, okay, not only are people kind of saying to us anecdotally and through YouTube comments that this, this experience is very relaxing and tingling, but now we've got some good kind of empirical data supported by statistics to suggest that what they're saying is on average true. Julia then brought people to her lab. Half the group experienced ASMR regularly, the other half did not. Everyone then self-selected videos that they thought would induce the sensation. We said, pick your favorite three-minute segment of an ASMR video and we'll show it to you in the lab. They then wired everybody up and measured heart rate both before and after watching the videos. We found that people who say they experience ASMR show significant reductions in their heart rate when they watch ASMR videos. Their heart rate decreased by 3.14 beats per minute on average. People who didn't normally experience ASMR also showed reduced heart rate, but not as much. We were interested to see whether, well, okay, is that potentially a meaningful reduction in heart rate or does it not really mean very much? So we looked for comparative values against things like mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques and also music therapy. And we found that reduction to be comparable with those other techniques. And what's interesting is that you know, not only does this support anecdotal claims that, okay, people are telling us that they're feeling relaxed and that watching ASMR videos might have beneficial effect, but their physiology is also pointing us in that same direction. Have you ever experienced ASMR? Share your experience by emailing us at greater at berkeley.edu or using the hashtag happinesspod. 
I'm Dacher Keltner. Thanks for joining me on The Science of Happiness. Our podcast is a co-production of UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center and PRX. Our producer is Shuka Kalantari, production assistance from Jenny Cataldo and Ben Manila of BMP Audio. Our associate producer is Annie Berman. Our executive producer is Jane Park. Our editor-in-chief is Jason Marsh. Special thanks goes to UC Berkeley's Graduate School of Journalism. You can learn more about the science of happiness and find related articles, videos, quizzes, all kinds of stuff on our website, greatergood.berkeley.edu. And shoot us an email. Tell us what you think about what you heard. Send it to greater at berkeley.edu.